Hi, I'm Ted Zoller, and you're tuned into On the Heels of Innovation, a podcast powered by the Entrepreneur's Genome Project at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. How is it that some people are successful in pushing their ideas further and faster than the rest of the world? What characteristics do they share? Which skills did they work to hone? And what lessons have they uncovered through each step forward and back that can inspire you to accelerate your own ideas for a business or venture? This podcast will explore the perspectives, insights, and journeys of innovators and entrepreneurs who combine creative thinking and perseverance to go beyond the expected. On the Heels of Innovation is powered by the Entrepreneur's Genome Project, which is a research initiative that I lead with my students in the Entrepreneur's Lab class at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, revealing the DNA that makes up successful entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, On the Heels of Innovation, NextGen, and I'm your host, Akib Khan. On NextGen, I sit down with college students who are blazing their own path in entrepreneurship. Today on the podcast, I sat down with Lauren Eves and Scott DiKema, the co-founders of Meantime Coffee. Meantime Coffee is a student-run coffee shop located in the Campus Y of UNC Chapel Hill campus. I hope you enjoy listening to this fantastic talk about what it takes to establish, run, and sustain a student-led coffee shop. Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I am a senior UNC student. I'm an environmental health sciences major, so I spend a lot of my time in the public health school. Um, and I'm one of the co-founders of The Meantime. Yeah, I am uh, Scott. I am a junior at UNC. I'm a philosophy major, um, Asian studies, double major, maybe minor, I don't know yet, uh, and the entrepreneurship minor. Um, and I am also one of the co-founders of The Meantime. Okay, great. Fantastic. Okay, let's transition into Meantime Coffee. So what's the story behind it? You should you should start. Take okay. it away. The story behind The Meantime. Um, so... I think it de- it depends where on the timeline you want to start because the idea for a student-run food venture um, really goes way back beyond Scott and I even being students at UNC and there were students at the Campus Y who were working on various food-related ventures or trying to start one for, for probably five-plus years before us. So we inherited that history of consistently trying to work to do that. Um, Scott and I and Keegan McBride, who graduated um, in May last year, um, became a kind of became the team that took it on, took like uh, were handed the baton in some ways, I guess. Um, Keegan really kind of brought us together as a team. Um, and I think we were inspired by the idea that um, people at UNC should have a way of spending money on this campus that mm. gives back to this campus, gives back to the students, gives back to this community. And we, through kind of that inspiration, I think then we worked throughout the year, I'm thinking it was 2015 to 2016 that we spent a lot of time during the academic year on it. And then Scott and I spent the summer of 2016 um, on campus working on truly setting it up, everything from refining our business plan to getting funding to coming up with our logo to making our website um, and to actually building the coffee shop itself. Not that we didn't necessarily physically do that, but uh, getting the team together to do that. Um, And then we launched it September 2016. 
Do you want to give a what's happened since then? Yeah. Um, I'll also I'll I'll add to that. That was a that was a great summary. Um, I think another element um, in our like name and and branding something that mattered to us all as students who were interested in this idea and um, maybe entrepreneurial mind entrepreneurially minded. I don't know. Uh, we were really interested in like making the most of the time that we had at UNC and um, the name the meantime kind of captures that we were we wanted a name that would kind of like represent this philosophy of uh, students something that I think we I was seeing a lot personally I had just come in as a first year and was seeing among my peers was so much talk of career aspirations internship aspirations what we wanted to do next but it was always grounded in something that was outside of the UNC community context um, and to me that just seems like a lot of effort and dreams and goals wasted if you're not applying them to UNC while you're here and we have this four years here where you can do so much with that and so the meantime is supposed to represent that meantime which is that four-year period that we're here at UNC and we have so many of these resources at our disposal I mean like yes we're the students behind the meantime and its founding but we could not have done it without all of the different funds and organizations and incubators in the community and on campus that gave us the funding and resources and mentorship to make it happen. And I think it's super important for students to realize like the opportunity that we all have here with all of those resources at our disposable and making the most of that. So like if you have an entrepreneurial idea, then then ground it in UNC and Chapel Hill and run with it. Um, and I think that's what we did. And it was a very fulfilling and, and a great learning experience for us and set us up for great, um, I don't know, good perspective moving forward. Fantastic. So like when you're building Meantime, there's a lot of talk about culture in startups. How did you build that culture in terms of like expanding and managing Meantime? Yeah. So uh, that's something we've admittedly struggled with as an organization, I think. There's this, it's tough because we had, I think, lofty ambitions um, in the beginning of what we wanted the meantime to become. There's other student-run um, organizations like this at other campuses. Uh, we were specifically kind of trying to model ourselves after the Corp at Georgetown, which is mm -hmm. the largest student-run uh, nonprofit in the country. They have like 400 uh, employees who are all active undergraduate Georgetown students. Um, and they started like some like 40, 50 years ago, but they started with a convenience store, grocery store, and have since expanded into like 10 different storefronts on Georgetown's campus. And so the corp really runs food and retail space at Georgetown. And we visited Georgetown, met with the corp management, and we just thought it was a really empowering thing. And our kind of vision for the meantime was something that could grow and scale and be more of a presence at UNC. And so I think something that definitely the management team and the board struggled with in, in the first year of founding was like having that vision in mind, but also needing to recognize our current situation and like having one coffee shop and being accountable to our baristas and our employees and like making sure that our vision for the future of the meantime wasn't like m making us lose touch with the reality of the current situation. Because I think that's something entrepreneurs can face a lot is like, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the vision. But mm -hmm. if you're not staying grounded in the reality of right now, then you're just going to like, it's all going to fall apart. Um, and so how that applies to culture is like, um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's something that we, ah, I don't, I don't really know. You jump in. Yeah. Um, well, I think, yeah, meeting 
meeting the team where they are and mm. and recognizing um, that vision can take you as far as being inspiring, but you also um, you have a team and that your team works together day to day, and the day can be inv- you know can be inv- involving getting like getting milk from a grocery store and like bringing it in last minute. It doesn't feel every day every task that you do is necessarily related to creating this expansive paradigm shifting retail space on UNC's campus, even though every little bit counts. Um, I think what I would also add is that we we were founded by three friends. Um, and we want to maintain that and I think have stuck with that, um, that, that the team at the meantime are friends. We want people to be friends. Um, and that's important for wanting to show up for work. Mm-hmm. I think the... The challenge you get is that I don't think that's enough. And I think we realized that this year, that a friendship group, a group of people who hang out, mm-hmm. is actually different from a group of people who are friends but also need to get stuff done. And so an exciting thing we did this year was, and this was led by Scott and the upper management team, was to actually define what our meantime values are. So if you just keep it as this amorphous, friendly culture because we all like each other, mm-hmm. it's all well and good, but actually putting pen to paper and writing down what our key values are and what we actually say we stand for as a company and what we stand for in our interactions with each other, I think is really important for just like getting everyone on the same page because otherwise it's just this like unwritten contract that we're friends and we're nice to each other. And really, I think it needs to be more than that. Yeah. So we had some fun writing down those values. Yeah, and I, I think also, like, uh, exactly the point that Lauren's making, like, specifically in a college context, it's culture can be really hard because, like, work, there's no such thing as, like, work and life balance. Like, co- us as college students are kind of always in this, like, perpetual working mode and our private personal lives are very much melded with what we're doing in our daily lives and that, like, I know all of the meantime employees outside of a meantime context because we're friends or just interact in other spaces. And so you can't really create that divide that can exist at some other companies where everyone's going home at six o'clock to their own personal life. And so that is definitely something to be cognizant of in building a culture around a entirely student run organization is like we should all be friends because we're seeing each other in so many of these other pockets of campus, but you do have to draw a line somewhere and figure out where you have to be more intentional about the culture. And when, when it's, you really don't realize that until problems arise. And then it's like this, us all just being friends isn't working now because someone isn't friends with someone else and like we need to sort through it. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lauren, you talked about like writing down the values. So mm-hmm. what are those values? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take one, you take another. Yeah. So transparency is one of our key values. Um, We want to be transparent amongst each other, and we want to be transparent to the UNC community and to Chapel Hill and any other stakeholders in what we do. Um, I think it's easy to get wrapped up when you are a founder or someone who has been involved in an organization from its inception to think that it's very clear exactly what you're trying to achieve. And I think what we realize is that while we have a very clear idea, some of the key kind of members who are there from the inception of the meantime or who spend a lot of time on it right now feel like everyone must understand 
um, but that it really needs to be something we work towards, that we are consistently transparent in what we are trying to achieve and what we're doing to achieve that. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just rattle them off for you too. Sure. Transparency, integrity, kindness, innovation, and social impact. Um, and so, or social responsibility. Yeah, I think it's, it's one. It's yeah. this means the same thing. But um, yeah, like she touched on transparency. I think like integrity. Um, you have a lot of individual autonomy as an employee at the meantime, and also a lot of responsibility. Um, like there isn't a direct manager watching over you all the time, specifically for baristas, because we're all students. So there isn't a manager that can work full time. So there's a lot of responsibility. And so it's really important um, internally that everyone's acting with integrity and upholding the best interest of the meantime, because if you are doing something wrong, like someone else may not see it. So we need to trust in everyone else to to um, act with integrity, kindness um, kind of is self-explanatory, especially with customer service and um, baristas being having this outward facing role, um, interacting with students and faculty members and everyone else in the UNC community. It's really important that um, they're acting out of kindness um, behind the counter and in other walks of life. Um, innovation, I, we just we want to like strive to continue. I mean, our our founding, I guess, was an innovative act, but we want to strive to continue innovating and and not fall into the status quo of whatever is expected of a coffee shop. So continuing to push boundaries and try new things, because that's why we're all um, employees of the meantime. We all get excited about that aspect of it. And so we want to keep that energy alive. And then social impact. Like at the end of the day, we are a nonprofit um, born out of the Center for Social Justice, the Campus Y, um, and we're never going to lose that. And so like we need whenever... um, yeah, all, all of our money is going back into students, and like that's something we need to keep at the forefront of our mind that we're acting for students and for the UNC community, um, and this this mission is much bigger than us. Okay, um, so in terms of impact, what has been your most favorite impact or most favorite memory that came out of um, Meantime? I I have a, an easy answer. I think um, mine is seeing the impact that it has um, on some, I don't know, I guess it's twofold because I'm really proud of the the outward impact we've made just in terms of financially investing in the Bridge Year Fellowship and creating the Bridge Year Fellowship in conjunction with the Global Gap Year um, Fellowship. Uh, and so that, like, that, was, that gave two sophomores the uh, ability and the means to study ab- or go abroad um, this year if they're currently abroad and pursue a year of international service before their junior year and um, we're doing the same thing this upcoming year so I'm proud of that but I, I think the thing that like really makes me most proud is feeling like I've we've built a community around the meantime something that just started as like an idea with with me, Lauren, and Keegan, and like thinking back to those really early conversations, and then seeing it come to life. Like when I hear from baristas or other meantime employees how much the meantime community means to them, and that it's like the their proudest uh, like extracurricular activity at UNC, and the thing that they find the most value in is being a part of the meantime. Mm-hmm. That to me, um, like, really gets gets me excited and makes me proud to have launched this venture. Fantastic. Um, I think one of my most proud moments recently, um, we did CEO interviews for the upcoming year. And this meantime community that that has been created um, is full of such talented people. 
and doing that CEO interview process, the first one that will be, it'll be the first CEO, the first person leading the meantime who wasn't a co-founder. So before Scott was CEO, Keegan was CEO and, um, and I currently chair the board. And so next year, none of the kind of key or like the two kind of key leadership positions in some ways, or the, um, the people who have the kind of the ultimate end responsibility are, um, well, none of them will be co-founders. None of them will be the three of us. And I felt so confident and comfortable with that being the case um, when we were having the CEO interviews. And I think it's, it's similar to Scott's, but that I think there's something really satisfying and um, certainly makes you proud when you realize that something you cared about and an idea you had has also inspired other people to care about it just as much and and more and bring their talents and capabilities into it too. And it's for that reason that I have faith that it will survive. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm just going to add something too, because uh, Lauren made me think of it on that same note, like our, our incoming CEO for the next a- academic year, Hannah Hodge, mm-hmm. um, they worked the first barista shift <laughs> at the meantime. So they were like literally our first barista. And I think I, ju- I love that because the meantime's mission is to cre- create professional development for students and give them opportunities they wouldn't have had otherwise. And so the fact that like our original barista has now um, climbed the ranks, I actually I don't want to use the term climb the ranks, but original barista is now going to be filling the shoes of CEO and has kind of like made that whole organizational trajectory and now is managing a team of 30 people and thousands of dollars. And like, that is what the meantime is all about is like creating these opportunities that didn't previously exist. And so I'm so excited for, uh, Hannah's tenure and, and yeah, I, I agree with Lauren on, on all fronts. Well, so like having uh, employees who are so invested and want to like go up there is like fantastic. So was there time you thought meantime would not make it? Hmm. (laughs) Um, I think many. Yeah. I think it would be lying if, if, if we thought that at every moment um, that we had infinite faith in in the meantime's capability to kind of to sustain I think there's there's moments right at the beginning where you I mean at the beginning of August and we set up in we opened shop in September 2016. Um, I mean, we didn't have a coffee counter in the campus. Why we didn't even? I don't even know if we had it ordered the first of August. Maybe yeah. um, it was like it. You know, so there was there are some very there were, there have been many moments where it's just been like I just think this is going to be an idea that we're going to have to throw in the trash can and be proud that we tried. Um, and so I think I I was more involved in in some of those init- that initial year and a bit. Um, and had a number of occasions of thinking, I don't actually think this is going to work. This is way too big of a mountain to climb. I'm sure Scott can probably talk to some of the more like operational things in the last. Two yeah. Years. Um, well, no, I'm actually going to tell a story that involves Lauren from even before that, because I think this is like one of the funniest instances of doubts. Uh, Lauren and I went to Coffee Fest in New York City for <laughs> spring break in uh, 2016. So it was like maybe six months before, yeah, it was six months before the meantime launch. So at that point, we had the concept, we were in the cube, um, the like social 
entrepreneurship accelerator. So we were kind of going through with it, but the meantime hadn't launched. We still had a lot we needed to learn and cover before we were ready to open. We went to Coffee Fest to try to just like learn more about coffee in the coffee industry. And um, what we found when we got there is like we knew nothing about coffee and we were surrounded by all these coffee professionals and like talking about the meantime and what we wanted to create. But we just felt like such amateurs. And I remember leaving the convention center one day and Lauren and I were like, I don't know if we can do this. Like, we just, we don't understand this industry. Like, why are we opening a coffee shop? We know nothing about coffee. Um, and we like, we, there was really a point where I was like, wanted to just throw in the towel there. Cause I was like, this is way, I'm in way over my head. Um, but yeah, we like, we buckled down and we figured it out. And I think what I learned from all of that is like, when it comes to entrepreneurship, the, uh, this obviously doesn't, apply in all contexts like if you're if you're like Elon Musk trying to like send rockets into space then you do need that like functional capacity of knowing how to build a rocket but for the vast majority of ventures like learning the industry knowledge and and like all of that technical stuff is not the hard part like that just takes time and sitting down and reading and talking to people it's like the culture and and uh like just the grit i guess that it requires to go through the the beginning of once we had launched that I think was most challenging and like the core entrepreneurial aspect of it. But my lesson from that was like, I feel like there are so many industries that I don't know anything about, but if I wanted to launch a venture in them, then I just need a year to like figure it out. Um, And so like to not be intimidated by whatever industry I'm trying to break into, even if I don't have any background, because none of us knew anything about coffee and we partnered with Carborough Coffee Roasters and they do, and they're our wholesale partners and it works fine. Um, so yeah, but I mean, after launching there, obviously there were many times of doubt and I still have them. Like, I don't think it ever ends, but that's kind of just the like ebb and flow of being an entrepreneur and a student entrepreneur specifically. It's, it's just like an extra level of precari- precariousness, precarity. I don't know. Yeah. So being a student entrepreneur, how do you balance it all? How do you balance academics with mean time? Um, yeah, I, I don't balance it well. Um, I think I, I've had like frank conversations with my professors at sometimes, like I'm usually open about the stuff that I'm doing on the side. And like, if I'm distracted or, uh, like feeling distracted in class or behind on something, then I'll just talk to them. And a lot of professors are understanding, um, and they like to hear about all the exciting stuff that students are working on outside of the classroom. So I think that's important. Like the transparency bit applies to my relationship with my professors. Um, but it's just like having perspective on the whole thing and realizing that like we are here for our education and for those classes. So I, I still value that a lot. Um, and for me, it was like finding the balance. I was originally uh, in the business school. Uh, and then I pivoted to an economics major and then finally philosophy. And the reasoning behind that was that I, I found that I was getting so much business experience and knowledge out of running the meantime that mm-hmm. I was then just tired when I'd go into the classroom and be learning about the same things. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to study something that was unrelated to the venture, philosophy. Um, like I loved philosophy. I think I thought I was going to be a business student, but the business stuff was happening on the side so I could study something else in the classroom. And um, that was very liberating to me to like make that switch. And so that's how it's really easy for me to juggle it because the work that I'm doing in the classroom is so different than the work that I'm doing in the meantime that it's like a break from that. But if I, th- I think if I was still in the business school, I'd be, I'd be going a little insane. 
Yeah, I think finding balance as a student with no matter what you do, whether it's because you're a student entrepreneur and have set something up and find that super stressful on the side or whether you, you work three jobs or um, you do research outside of class. I think, it's, I think it's just hard. It's like the first time you're fully defining your time, really, I think, for many people, fully defining how you use your time. I think something that I try and do, and I think I didn't necessarily do this, my junior year was probably the year that was the most intense um, with or maybe a little bit of sophomore year to the second half of sophomore year too. It was when the meantime was really um, getting going and I was very involved in the campus Y in other ways too. And um, and I honestly didn't really spend much time on class um, and it certainly wasn't my proudest couple semesters of grades. But I think looking back at it, I think it's when you look at your like... When you look at your transcript or you look at your grades at the end of the semester or something, it's like taking that as one metric of your achievement. Um, and and the same with how well the meantime's doing or how well other things you're involved in are doing. And that's just like one metric of you. It's something that you, you give it the power that you want it to have in how you're defining your own self-worth and what you've achieved in that set of time. So... For me, I knew during the year that was really intense with the meantime, I kind of knew that my, my grades weren't going to be that good. I wasn't spending time on it. So why beat myself up about it? It's kind of like applying the, the value that we have of kindness to yourself. Um, it's like just, just know that you have 24 hours in a day and you can't be a superhero for every single one of those things you're trying to do. So give yourself a bit of a break and do as much as you can and be kind to yourself and be proud of yourself for what you do in the end of like at the end of the day, I think. Great. Um, so my next question is, if you had one piece of advice for any UNC student who are just thinking of starting their own startup or nonprofit, what advice would you give them on their entrepreneurial journey? I think I have two. I have one that's very practical, which is spend a summer on it. Maybe this applies more for, for something like the meantime, which is setting up a physical location. You have to literally build things. But I think if you truly want to set something up, there are ways to find funding over summer, um, particularly if it's a social venture, apply for the cube. Um, there are too many other things that go on in a semester, I think, to truly give something the 12 plus hours a day it needs for a concentrated amount of time, I think, to truly get something going. Um, and then I think my second piece of advice, which maybe is also relatively pragmatic, um, Use UNC, um, use all the resources here. There are so many people, particularly now in the last couple years with this, there's such a focus on innovation and entrepreneurship at UNC. I mean, it's one of the cornerstones of the university's new plan or something like that, you know? It's, it's something that the chancellor cares about. So, so use that to your advantage. If you really have an idea, just use UNC, get, get involved. The B School has, um, funding and support, the Campus Y has funding and support for you. I'm sure there's plenty of other things too, but use UNC, use your student visa. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like echo the things that Lauren said. I think definitely seek out funding. That's something that a lot of students, we like really relied on that and that was a strategic focus of our 
first year before we spent a whole year seeking funding and looking for funding and mm. like you you need to appreciate that time and an aspect of the journey uh like you, it really anyone can get something off the ground here if you spend enough time finding the funding because it's there uh you just have to dig and know where to look and i agree with lauren like it's really important to spend a summer on it or like just de- that extra commitment really matters like if, if you value if you value an internship more than like getting the venture off the ground then that's usually a sign that you don't care enough about the venture to like follow through with the later bits like i think um something that's super important and and my kind of core piece of advice is to like stop listening to what everyone else is saying and what everyone else is expecting of you as a college student i think we're constantly like everyone is just trying to figure things out and no one really knows how to go about this and so we're always looking to other people to see what they're doing and comparing ourselves and like finding our own path and it's just super important that like if if you have an idea and you're excited about it and you believe in it that you just kind of like shut all of that out and figure out how to make it happen because there's going to be so many voices that are telling you that you can't do it or you should be working on this other thing or like but what about the internship and um like none of that really it's all like socially constructed anyways. And so if you're already deciding that you're going to be an entrepreneur going about this, then just like do your own thing and it's going to work out in the end. And it's low stakes too in the end. Like we're still just college students. We're like 18 to 22. So if you fail miserably, like at the end of the day, it just doesn't really matter. So like have fun with it, alleviate some of the pressure and like just listen to to your yourself uh, through the process, I think. Okay, fantastic. This is my last question. Uh, what does meantime coffee mean to you? Meantime coffee to me is a demonstration that students can empower other students. It's a Yeah, it's it's a demonstration of of initiative and tenacity and compassion. And I think those three things together um, cook up something really good. And so I think to me, it's yeah, it's a demonstration of the best of um, a best the best that Carolina has to offer. It's really intelligent students that have a lot of heart. And so everyone at the meantime inspires me for for those reasons. And for that, I'm proud of it. Yeah, meantime coffee to me uh, is the the meantime is proof that students can do this. I I know that sounds dumb, but do what like launch a venture and launch a venture that works and scales quickly. And we're now looking to open our second location. Like from all metrics of entrepreneurship, this is working. Um, and especially that it's operating on campus, I think is is a really important aspect to me that like students can have more impact and uh, like let their voices be heard and have more autonomy in an on-campus uh, like for-profit setting. Like the, the meantime is a non-profit, but its competitors are for-profit entities operating on right. campus. And so like the power of that to me is what meantime is all about. Like students coming here and not only taking classes and um, like going through traditional extracurriculars, which also have really meaningful impact. Like I, I don't think the meantime is profoundly different than a lot of other 
extracurricular commitments, but specifically in the way that it's like physically grounded on campus in a permanent space that's competing with other very real world business entities holds a lot of um, power to me. Okay, all right, fantastic. Thank you both so much for this interview. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Scott. Thank, Thank you. you.